Good morning, good afternoon, good night, wherever and whenever you are watching this first episode of the Aftermath cast. Today, we will discuss new polling that suggests Democrats bet on abortion is not working and that they are in for a rude awakening come the midterm election. We will also talk about the Biden administration's pausing of its disinformation board, with his former head, Nina Jankowicz, resigning from her post amidst confusion and misdirection from the Department of Homeland Security. Nancy Pelosi has been refused communion by the conservative Archbishop of San Francisco over her abortion stance, setting a precedent for other pro-choice Catholics the most famous of which is President Joe Biden. Chicago has experienced yet another spike in violent crime as a teenager is shot near a tourist attraction that is visited by hundreds of thousands of people every year. Coming at a time when the Illinois governor primary is saturated with rhinos, A recession is looming, according to a former SEC chief economist. We'll talk about what this means for you and where to invest in a bear market. Lastly, we will discuss the manipulation of the Buffalo mass shooting by the media as it is being used to demonize the Republican Party and accuse them of racism. This is the Aftermath cast. Let's get started. So, Joe Biden is farther underwater than he has been at any point in his, in his administration, experiencing numbers far lower than Jimmy Carter at this point in his presidency. According to a new AP NORC poll, Only 39% of those polled approved of Joe Biden's performance this month, with a paltry 73% approval rating within his own party. What does this mean? It means that the president and his administration have failed to convince the American people that their plan is the best course of action. They went all in on the abortion issue hoping that they could demonize the pro-life advocates and rally support around themselves for the midterms. This bet failed, and now only 33% of Democrats believe that our country is headed in the right direction. On another front, the very controversial Ministry of Truth, that is, the Disinformation Governance Board, that the Biden administration proposed just days ago on April 27th, has been subjected to a pause and its radical leftist head has resigned. This comes after harsh criticism of Nina Jankowicz, who spread disinformation herself on Twitter, claiming that the Hunter Biden laptop was mere Russian disinformation. One has to wonder if the board was doomed to fail from the start, as it's 
ominous name and the unclear nature of its mission caused even those on the left to question it behind closed doors. This misstep could not have come at a worse time as the Biden administration has suffered repeated losses in court recently. None more important than the one reinstating Title 42, which we will get into later. A self-claimed devout Catholic, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has been denied Holy Communion by the San Francisco Archbishop. Based on her repeated espousal of her pro-choice and thus pro-killing unborn babies up until the moment of birth beliefs. This is not the first instance of such a denial, as a more conservative wing of the Catholic Church, located in the United States, has used its authority to permit individual bishops to deny Holy Communion to pro-choice politicians. It all lies in an obscure canon, Canon 915, that allows for the revocation of communion if one is, quote, obstinately persevering in manifest grave sin, end quote. Pope Francis himself has decried such brazen moves and has called President Biden, who is also a large pro-choice advocate, though he wasn't one back in his Senate days, a good Catholic. This sets the stage not only for a conflict between the Vatican and American bishops, but also between the religious beliefs and the cultural pressures that liberal Democrats wrestle with. Chicago, a bastion for progressives in the Midwest, has experienced a new high in crime. Late last Thursday night, nine people were shot near a fast food restaurant on the north side two of them, unfortunately, dying. Just days after the fatal shooting of a teen near the populous tourist attraction, The Bean. This shows how the failure of DAs in liberal cities to prosecute criminals has led to a startling increase in crime. Just like DA George Gascon in LA County, Kim Fox in Chicago's Cook County refuses to prosecute repeat offenders, putting them back out onto the streets and tying the hands of police who are arresting the same criminals almost every night. One has to wonder, at what point will the people of these cities get fed up with feeling unsafe in their own homes, wondering when them or their children might be at the wrong place at the wrong time, and whether the criminals committing such crimes will ever be put behind bars. It seems that no hope is on the horizon, as rhino politicians are at the forefront of the Illinois gubernatorial primary. The current leader in the polls is Aurora Mayor Richard Irvin, who has called President Donald Trump an idiot and a bigoted racist, yet he continues to spend millions in advertising himself as a red-blooded patriot. Looks like we're going to have another four years of Democratic rule 
in Illinois, driving the state further into the ground, just like New York City and Los Angeles have done to themselves in recent years. Ah, we are looking down the barrel of a recession, warns SEC Chief Economist Larry Harris. He warns that the perfect storm of high inflation paired with economic stagnation could cause the nation to dip into a recession, the likes of which we haven't seen since 2008. This comes on the heels of a massive stock market sell-off. The S&P 500 barely avoiding bear market territory due to a late rally. With Bitcoin falling to its lowest price in over 16 months and stablecoins like Luna becoming practically worthless overnight, one wonders where they should invest their ever-dwindling savings. The bond market is traditionally a point of interest when the stock market is down as the United States dollar spikes and yields rise nearly 3%. The dollar is actually on par with the euro for the first time in years. It is yet to be seen whether such a long-term investment will satisfy the diamond-handed retail investors who are used to instant gratification and YOLO moves. A few days ago, a tragic shooting occurred at a Buffalo, New York supermarket as a white supremacist shot and killed 10 people, many of them African-American, which by all accounts, he was targeting. He live streamed this terrible, terrible event online where it was promptly taken down after just minutes. The media, after its five seconds of mourning such a devastating loss of life, dug into the shooter's manifesto, looking for anything that would suggest that he was a Tucker Carlson fanatic and right-wing extremist. On the contrary, he considered himself to be left of center and decried conservative media, Fox News specifically as being puppets of business. The media ignored this anyway, and has pounced on great replacement theory as the new evil, and Tucker Carlson as its leader, the biggest promoter. More people have suggested that liberal politicians have for years loosened immigration policies to bring more people into the country, both legally and illegally. Since immigrants vote overwhelmingly for Democrats, the theory suggests that these new voters are brought in to water down conservative votes, which is why the Democrats often transport these immigrants to red areas, hoping to gain influence there. This, of course, is fully true but it's demonization, an attempt by the media to ally mainstream conservatives with violent racists, marks the complete degradation 
of all journalistic integrity in this nation. They used to say, you are entitled to your own beliefs, but not to your own facts. But the liberal media has twisted the facts to mirror their beliefs, thus enveloping themselves in an echo chamber that further drives the bulk of liberal politicians further left and away from the majority of people in this country. In fact, they have driven Elon Musk, who is the prospective new owner of Twitter, to the Republican side. Years ago, he claimed to be left. He donated to both of the Obama campaigns. And yet now he has demonstrated that he will vote Republican and he is now left of center. Why is that? Well, the Democrats have moved their platform so far left to appease these radical liberal politicians like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Ilhan Omar. that They have alienated a majority of the country and they're starting to wake up. 26%, a record number of Hispanic voters approve of Joe Biden's presidency. 26%. That's nothing. It is marking a wave. Well, traditionally, Republicans have always said that the Hispanics are Republicans. They just don't know it yet. And it seems that they're starting to catch on after seeing five, six dollar gas prices and double the price of beef in the supermarket. Well, it's not all doom and gloom, however, as Republicans are still on track for a massive red wave in the midterm elections. None of the band-aids slapped on by the Democrats have prevented the floodwaters from bursting in, and polling by none other than CNN has shown a net increase in Republican votes by two points, seven to nine, for the November elections after the leaked Supreme Court draft of the overruling of Roe versus Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey, which both upheld the right to an abortion up until a certain set number of weeks nationally trying to find in the U.S. Constitution a non-existent clause that protected one's right to privacy that in no way applies to the abortion issue. This has thus sent the issue of abortion back to the states where it belongs. Several states, actually, have trigger laws that are set to go into place in such an event. And overnight, it would likely become very difficult or illegal to get an abortion in many of these southern states. Which is right. Well, folks, that's all for this installment of the Aftermath cast. I hope you gained some insight and resolve. And until next time, I'm Omar Tomomi, signing off.